Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, Well Read Baddies. Welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And we're back on having our shit together. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> Look. She said according to who? At least for the sake of like <laughs> recording purposes. Uh-huh. Because you know, la- oh, like last we yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and we were, were like uh, dying. I mean, let's not get excited because you're going out of town. <laughs> Things are happening again. <laughs> but we're going to enjoy this one oh, okay. right here. We're living the present. <laughs> we're living okay. this okay. present. Okay. This present. We're back on it. Yeah, back on it. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump in. Shout out Corner. Follow us everywhere at She Well Read. We are still on the tit. I realize we haven't said the tit in a while. People love it. People do love the tit. Uh, that is for, if you don't know what the tit is, that is TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So titty, oh, if yeah, you will. <laughs> we are on the titty. Um, yes. As I said, subscribe to our YouTube and leave comments on our videos. They make our day. And also Amazon Storefront. Y'all already know the deal of me migrating the books. It'll happen when it happens. But go to fucking bookshop. Okay. Shall let y'all know when she's done. I will let you know when it's over. <laughs> you can just go straight to it. Am- Some of it is on Amazon, though. So, like, okay. still go to Amazon. Um, Might as well. You and can see your progress in real time. In literal. No, really, that's what it's going to look like. When people, like, come back and forth. That's One what it's book. Gonna, mm-hmm. Then tomorrow's two books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? One fish, two fish? Red, red fish, fish, blue, blue fish. fish. Um, and of course, join our Patreon, which we did a little shake up of the tiers. Oh, of um, right. so I mean, most of it's still the same, but the three dollar tier now we will we are starting an exclusive email list for our well read well read baddies. you <laughs> every time. Every- fucking time. <laughs> uh, where you'll get emails from us. Uh, and you'll also get episode updates and things like that. So be sure to, you know, it's three bucks a month. That ain't nothing. That's less than a cup of coffee. True. I mean, in this economy. In this economy. Right. And you'll get your name shouted out on the show for being a patron. And the $5 tier is still pretty much the same. You get like all of that. Plus, uh, you'll get a monthly call with us to chat it up about what's going on in our lives and what we're talking about in the book at the time. And then the new things in the $10 tier for our well-read for real peoples is that the we've been trying to decide like how the mini sode would be set up for that tier. And we finally came to a decision. We are introducing a new segment we like to call coffee break after dark. <laughs> Which is basically an extended version of our coffee break conversations, just in episode format. So a whole episode just talking about stuff, pop culture, 
what's going on in our lives and just you guys can also I thought about this too I was like I think it'd be fun if they sent in topics that they wanted us Ooh. to talk about too yeah, yeah, or yeah. wanted our thoughts on would love to see that yeah so that's for our $10 tier peeps uh so go check out our patreon the link is in the show notes description whatever you want to call it but speaking of Let's get in today's coffee break. Ooh, speaking of coffee. Speaking of. So I wanted to talk about the Abbott Elementary season finale. Ooh, oh, my God. First of all, love Quinta Brunson. Yes, we stand Quinta in this house. Shout out to her. I've been meaning to read her book, Memes Well or whatever. She yeah. Memes Well. Memes Well, yeah. I had to binge the rest of season two i think i'd watch like half of it okay and so i really enjoyed i enjoyed wasn't it so good it was so good yes but i wanted to talk about the finale episode in particular because Um, and this is spoiler warning if you are not caught up with abbott elementary telling you that right now we're gonna get into it a little bit but so there's this been this conversation of like, you know, Janine and Gregory. Yeah. How everybody wants them to get together. It's like that slow burn type of thing. Will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. And in the finale, I feel like it like the whole season kind of led up to like, oh shit, we might actually see them right. like get together. Right. And we do see them admit that they like each other. Which was huge. Was huge. Yeah. But then Quinta realized that, you know, she's still got some growing to do. And like, this needs to be more of her selfish era. And I was like, yes, bestie. Right. But there were so many people who were upset because they were like, we just want to see them together. Oh, my God. You can't have everything you want. You can't. I'm like, it's only the second season. It would be too. Because then like. I don't know. Realistically, I was like, they work together. Isn't that like kind of inappropriate? I don't know. It, it could be. I don't know what the like teacher thing is. Like if it would be considered inappropriate or if it would be like conflict of interesty. I don't know. But I feel like I'm glad that she did it that way and is setting it up this day because I think it's introducing a really good conversation that a lot of people aren't thinking about of what I think she's trying to do. Wow. And it's making people realize, like, just because it looks like all sunshine and roses, if you're, you yourself are not ready to be in a rela- relationship and have more growing to do Ooh. and need to be in a selfish era to do that. Yeah. No, that was so... Quinta's... I mean, not Quinta... <laughs> What's her name in the Janine? Janine. <laughs> Janine. She's grown so much since the beginning of season one. And it's been great to see her like evolution throughout right. her past relationships in the show. And, you know, they've been here, there and everywhere. Her mm-hmm. and Gregory in their own personal relationships. So I think honestly, they even even if mm, I feel like Gregory could use a little growth too. Personally, yeah. like he may not say this because he's a man, <laughs> but I think that Quinta, like she just like really, or Janine mm-hmm. really led the charge with that and was very, very mature. And the fact that they can stay friends after something like that. Right. I think that's really big of Gregory because I think a lot of men would, a lot of less mature men would be like, Oh, you curved me like 
we're not cool for a while. Like my feelings are hurt, but right. he didn't do that. Right. And like, we know his feelings are hurt because he had the little, the bro the moment, bro the bro hug. Yes. Not with, two hands. Yes. Two oh arms. my gosh. With fuck. Why can't I think of his name? Oh. The other, te- the, the Jacob, Jacob. Oh, okay. See, I wouldn't have- <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. love Jacob. Yes. Love Jacob. And you know, they kind of have that moment. And I also love the way they set up Jacob's character to be like Gregory's friend, even though Gregory like has been trying to avoid it this whole time. Yeah. But he was really there for him when he needed him and was like, dude, just do it. Like, what's True. the worst that could happen? We all need a friend like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me personally, I really enjoyed the finale. I know there is that sense of like, I want this to happen right now. Like the slow burn that we see a lot in Bridgerton where at least it's last season Bridgerton where uh, the two main characters that we know are going to end up together. It took for ever right from them to even touch <laughs> let alone admit feelings i feel like it took them forever too yeah it did it really did two whole seasons mm-hmm. so i'm really excited to see where the, where she goes from this uh, yeah and i think is. it's in this day and age it's a story that needs to be told on the screen that's such a good point. I think so many good things have come out of the show. So yeah, like, did you know that the worksheets that the kids working like are working on in the scenes are real worksheets that the kids have to work on for their schoolwork, and like the actors who play the teachers in the show actually help them with the schoolwork? What? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. Like at all. this show has so many layers. Wow. Or like how their marketing budget, like they don't use it they like donate it to other schools and teachers who actually need the money that one i did hear about and it is just not many people would do that yeah their whole marketing budget that's amazing yeah so shout out to everyone working at abbott elementary from the writers to the producers to the actors and actresses who are on the show you're doing amazing sweetie (laughs) and we love it here truly and they've been picked up for season three oh and as they should why wouldn't they be picked up right even though it's crazy out here but Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really grateful for that show i've never seen i don't know i don't feel like i've seen like a mainstream comedy that where like most of the main characters are people of color Mm -hmm. it's really different and it just it feels so wholesome and the jokes are funny, but it like makes you feel good at the end. Yeah. Very refreshing. It is. Mm-hmm. I need more of that. Yeah. We do need more of that. Looking at you, all all the execs of all of the networks and things. Where are you More of this. More of what they're doing. Yes. Give Quinta more shows. Yes. Give Quinta more shows. Oh my gosh. She, she's killing it. She's killing it right now. Love to see it. Hey, well-read baddies. We are here to tell y'all more about our partner, Be Rooted. They are a woman-owned, black-owned, stationery and gifting brand that has some of the most beautifully curated products. They have planners, journals, and affirmation pens to help you stay organized, and the artwork is so extremely uplifting and unique. We love that there are so many options to choose from, and we can use whatever journal fits our vibe. Also, they are the first Black-owned stationery brand to be sold at Target, and we love to see it. 
Exclusively for our listeners, you can get 15% off of your order using code SHEWELLRED on BeRootedCo.com. That's BeRootedCo.com with code SHEWELLRED for 15% off. All right, well, let's get, get into, into the, the chapter. chapter. Like, see, even then, like, you, like, last week, we were struggling last episode. <laughs> yeah. We are less of a struggle bus today. All right. Let's, chapter 37. Let's get into it. This is weird. This chapter is so crazy. It just gets weird from here. On you want to do it? You want to start us off? Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay, guys. This is the first chapter where there's been like a little poem kind of. No, yeah, it started off and I was like, hello. Yeah, because we had no idea what the hell was happening. So it says, Mama, I promise I'll be all right. I'll call to say I love you every night. I'm just trying to write the story of my life. And I was like, is this a song or I something? I like, go look up her discography. I did. Oh. I listened to it while I was reading. Oh, you're... <laughs> that's like 3D exp- surround sound, yeah. as she said in that other chapter. Yeah. This really is surround sound. The sound is really surrounded. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Is it good? Because she didn't like it. It was okay. It seemed it was giving okay from what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. To clue you in, we are at the Hampton and Inn Suite, Hampton Inn and Suites in downtown Nashville, which I was like, period. That's right up there. Right. Um, because if y'all don't know this, we're in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and. <laughs> Her and her mom are um, like listening to this final mix of her first single, everybody, because she is now working on her country music career, which little known fact about Jeanette, she has a country. She had mm-hmm. a country music career, a small stint in the music <laughs> yeah. industry. Yes. And they go into telling us a little bit about why this is happening. Um, There was a writer's strike at Nickelodeon. And we do know her mom has said that Nickelodeon is nickel and dimelodeon. So (laughs) I guess they're not paying people fairly. And so iCarly was put on an indefinite hiatus, which I low key remember they stopped like putting out stuff yeah and i didn't know why and i didn't as know a why kid. yeah i was just like weird and then i remember marina cosgrove had a singing career she did sparks fly it's like electricity look I, I was like oh this is when she did that too oh it was around the same time. but here here's the thing here's the thing i like miranda's music way more than i like Jeanette's music i'm so sorry Jeanette. yeah rest in peace but i mean I don't know who told her to do country music. Like, why of that all lane? Country. Like, did oh. they grow up? Because, like, Miranda, like, after learning that she liked Avril Lavigne and, mm-hmm. like, these people, I think her song makes sense with that. It's like a pop, but it's, like, a little bit edgy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got from her, like, music video and whatever. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, like Sam. I just don't see like where the correlation is. She like from a farm in the show. Is that like why country music? Why not pop? I don't know, but you know what I did think about. I was like, she does kind of resemble like back in that time, like kind of Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, like the blonde, the hair, blonde hair, the curliness. 
Yeah, like it was giving Taylor Swift esque. <laughs> And so I was like, maybe that's why they chose country music. It's just so fucking random because I've never heard her once talk about. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it's not <laughs> It's not like she wanted this. Right. Per usual. Basically, her manager just suggested that they start working on music during this downtime because all the teen actors are doing it these days, which, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a terrible manager because why not like curate your advice to the person right. oh that's a great point because when i was reading i was like oh yeah literally all of the- it was like is it in their contract to sing at this point like because all of them were singing. even the disney girls like they all sung too disney i think it really was part of their contract had to be yeah <laughs> like they wanted you to be a three whatever like you yeah. needed to sing dance and act otherwise yeah. they weren't assigned triple threat yeah mm-hmm. But for her manager to do this, I was like, fire her. Well, because, you know, her manager, it says her manager represented Hillary Duff and Hillary Duff had so many albums go platinum <laughs> that I feel like it was kind of like, oh, this work, this formula worked once. Let's try it again. I know, but I just hate when people are not yeah. personalizing their. Right. It's like this is not a one size fits all mm-hmm. type of a career path. Yeah. But I think that happens a lot in the entertainment industry where it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it and not trying to you know cater to the person instead that's so upsetting which i feel like it would go way further yeah if they did that anyway yeah yeah but i guess that's why all these celebrities are starting brands now Mm because it's like that's the new thing that you do that's the next step wow okay well i guess that's how it goes Mm mm-hmm so it's funny you mentioned Taylor Swift, too, because her mom was like, well, she started her mom started having her post covers of songs on YouTube, which we all know that's how like Justin Bieber got famous mm-hmm. and Hallie and Chloe. And like it is a way to get famous. That was like the pipeline back then. It really was. YouTube was like that girl. Now it's TikTok. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny, like two people reached out to record labels. One was Taylor Swift's record label. Mm-hmm. And her mom literally was like, <laughs> she was like, nah. She was like, they're going to be too busy with that Taylor chick. I was like, put some respect on Miss Swift's name right now. Right. Who the fuck are you, Deborah? <laughs> well, even back then, we didn't know. We, we, we too probably would have been like this Taylor chick. But now that, now that we are at the heiress tour era, we're like, yeah, bad bitch Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, but she was at this time. I had listened to her first two records, so she had blown up. You know that's what I mean? That's true. That's true. For yeah, her, her mom, like that her mom's Taylor just an chick, ass. She's salty. Yeah, she's salty. She's just yeah. That Taylor's chick. I put Swift heart <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> But anyway, so she signed to Capitol Records and her and her mom are like prepping for their first tour, which I was like, I was like, hello, what? but it was like a mall tour, yes. which I was like, oh, my gosh, the era of mall tours. That is a whole nother like people used to go to malls. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. All right. Let's take it to step one. People used to do that. The way that's so over now. Mm-hmm. And we like an outdoor shopping experience. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yes, and this is going to be the first time that Jeanette is away from her mom Mm -hmm. just because she, well, (laughs) we're getting into getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, But her mom starts crying as she's listening to this song that um, Jeanette describes as rhythm, the rhythm being unrhythmic, the melody being one note and the production being outdated. So. 
Jeanette's like, it's not that good of a song. Why are you crying? Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- Jeanette's like, or her mom's like, you sound so beautiful. And Jeanette's like, mm, nah. She's like, something's off here. And she's like, I know you're crying because you're happy face. And that's not it. And she's like, I feel like there's something deeper here. And she low-key read an email with her mom and the manager of this situation with her mom telling her, telling the producer or whoever manager that she can't go on this tour because she has cancer. Oh, wait. I thought it was she told Marcus, her brother. Like, she read an email from Marcus. Oh, was it? Oh, see, I read Marcus and just forgot that was her brother. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pretty. Sorry, Marky I'm, Mark. I'm pretty sure Marcus is. Her, hold up, Dustin. Dustin, Marcus Scotty. Marcus and Scotty, something like that. Marcus, Dustin, and Scotty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. That makes okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's her brother. Her brother mm-hmm. and her mom were emailing, and she read this, so she knows already. But she's like, "Why is mom lying straight to my face right now? Why won't mm-hmm. she just tell me the truth?" Right. Um, and so Jeanette just kind of has the word vomit thing happen again where she's like, do you have cancer again? And her mom is like, ha, 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 why would you say that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, be so for real. Um, and then she's like, yo, I saw the email. <laughs> like, you can't lie to me about this. And her mom just starts crying and the way she can cry on cue, I'm sorry, but it's so crazy to me. But she's like, look, I don't want to miss your tour. And Jeanette's like, my tour? She's like, I'm not going on tour. You've got cancer, babe. Right, priorities. Right. She's like, I'm going to be with you. And mm-hmm. her mom's like upset with her. She's like, why would you say something like that? It makes me mad and scared when you say stuff like that. You have to go. You're going to be a country music star. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette says, okay. Like, just gives in, basically, or per usual. And her mom goes back to crying, and yeah. she hugs her, and yeah. Mm, yeah, it was just, I was just like, hello? I did not expect, like, I forgot. That was like a crazy chapter. Yeah, I knew she had, like, one song, but I, I didn't realize she had made, like, a whole album. She made a whole album? There's a whole album. We have to have a streaming party <laughs> on Patreon, because what? Hello? I'm so weak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Moving on to chapter 38. Um, this was, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get into it. because <laughs> Juicy, juicy. Juicy, juicy. <laughs> um, she is what they are calling the Generation Love Tour, which I think was the name of the, either the song or the album. I can't remember now. Okay. Um, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Okay. So they're on a, the new single, Generation um, Love. It's uh-huh. like a radio tour that she's doing. And they're really pushing like her iCarly like fame in order to like bleed into her like music career fame to in mm. order to like attract people to her shows mm. which you know we see she's waking up really early like giving us like a glimpse of her on the road life mm. and she's like saying how the experience itself is like super overwhelming she's performing at these malls for thousands of kids and people are doing the thing of like associating her with her Sam Puckett character being like, hey, Samantha Puckett, how'd you get out of juvie? Which I was like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> good one. Yeah. And literally to all of them, she says, haha, good one. Or they're like, where's your fried chicken? Do you really beat people up in real life? And she's like, hey, 
Yeah, like, we're taking this shit too seriously. It's a character, y'all. It's a character. But I guess that's kids for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the butter sock was fucking iconic. It so was. <laughs> I don't know whose mind thought of that. I guess the creator. Mm. But that was, a. I mean. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, I will say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she even describes it as my dead soul smile spreads across my face. And I look in their cameras while their mom apologizes 15 times for not knowing how to operate it. Just kind of like going through the motion of like this fame that she never wanted in the first place and just continuously does not want. I wish I could like, and I guess I could just Google a few pictures of her dead soul smile because I guess it was like all the smiles she was doing at Mm -hmm. the time. Any like press stuff she had, you could probably tell. But I wonder like if you could tell if you're in person, you know what Mm. I mean? Or was she that good of an actor? Ooh, yeah. Because to me, a dead smile, like you can kind of see like if someone's dead behind the eyes Mm -hmm. when they're smiling. That's so true. That's a good point. And she's not laughing, even though she's saying ha ha good one. So I, I don't know. Maybe she is laughing. Ha! I don't know. Yeah. We it's don't like know. we can't. It's reading between the lines, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, the like she's doing this tour and she said, the first thing I'm noticing is that part of me is enjoying myself. But a part of her is also feeling guilty for enjoying um, herself, like being away from home yeah. under the circumstances like of her mom having cancer. So she, it's like kind of happy, sad moments going on. And she even says this enjoying myself part of me feels fresh and new and exhilarating. I feel free. I'm even able to shower myself. So we did make it. I was I was at least happy about that, you know. Yeah. Like she can finally wipe her own ass. Ooh, wow. And she's also realizing how exhausting it is to constantly keep up this fake persona of making her mom happy by all means necessary yeah. and just how draining it is. I'm happy for her that she can have this experience and yeah. realize that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this great awakening almost. Yeah. Cause Ooh, they've the great never... awakening. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even like even more emphasizes this and says like the ease is undeniable and because her mom's not there to monitor and weigh in on her and the second thing she's noticing being mm. on tour is that she's eating ah yes a lot <laughs> yeah. she says you know i'll eat a cinnamon pop tart in the mornings which tbt to cinnamon pop tarts i love me a good cinnamon pop tart tbt and she'll eat lunch and she'll eat dinner with the band both meals eating out and she's ordering from the adult menu rarely eating salads like kind of just doing that teenage thing of like burgers and fries chicken tenders and fries which i mean i still do that now but like less balance it's just like a lot of indulging in this food that she couldn't eat before which makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, when you restrict kids, like I remember my neighbor's um, kids, like they couldn't eat chocolate. So mm-hmm. whenever they came to my house, like it was like a little scary to mm-hmm. watch them try to find all the chocolate sweets in our house and like eat the shit out of it because they couldn't do it at home. Damn. That sucks. It's like a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah, it creates an unhealthy relationship when it's like 
unless it's for a dietary restriction like you literally physically cannot eat that thing it's like uh, you're like when you're a kid you're curious already so then like when you figure out like oh i like this thing that i'm not supposed to be doing it's like you just indulge and you want more and more and more of it and you can't get enough it's like yeah um i don't what's the word i'm looking for uh like not an out-of-body experience but just like you can't control it i can't think of the word but that's what i'm trying to describe yeah um and she's like without being monitored by her mom she feels she's feeling rebellious and every time she's eating a meal she hears that voice the holy spirit which now she knows is ocd and uh it's just feeling like lust and all of these like feelings with food like her 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 relationship for food right now is very much changing and shifting and she even says the fullness she feels after meals is nice and new like you never feel full like that's crazy to never have felt full i say that but now i too remember the first time i felt full when was that after i stopped like you know really restricting myself and actually eating well i i feel like i was restricted i w- there was a part of me restricting but there was also a part of me like i just got full so fast but i don't think i was really full i think it was more like anxious and depression and all of that taking over and that fullness like overpowered so the fullness true. from food so i remember what i'm saying is i remember the first time i felt full off of food after eating wow which is like an insane experience so i can't i know exactly what she's talking about period and but it's also which i can relate to immediately usurped by a deep sense of guilt Mm, yeah the shame that comes Mm -hmm. that her mom's gonna be disappointed in her and she's like eating so much like she's indulging so much that she's getting stomach aches and like can't go to sleep because of it so it's just this really unhealthy relationship and she's horrified with all of the weight that she's getting and eventually she's gonna have to see her mom and she's like i don't know what's gonna happen when she sees me because she's definitely put on weight mm. so yeah this one was intense it was really intense but the next one gets even more intense 39 oh yeah and kind of gross once because at first i was like oh and then i said oh yeah Yeah. i don't like what's happening here but okay so we're back in the hampton inn and suites (laughs) um and she is having her first real kiss so this guy's name is lucas and she can't tell whether or not she likes him or not but she does like the kiss Mm mm-hmm and she mentions that it's more natural when you actually like the person mm-hmm. um, and he says i really like you have a good night and she's like i don't even know if he said that honestly i blacked out but she's happy she finally had her first kiss um it's and fun- that she's 18 yes and that she's 18 um so she like really wanted to have this first kiss um and she watches him walk down the hallway but she notices a bunch of stuff she doesn't like about him but at the same time her vagina feels funny and we all know what that means got that tingle (laughs) it reminds me i think of like i this is like weird i don't know how to say this necessarily but like when you are depraved or depri- deprived. deprived deprived of sexual encounter 
sexual experience, Mm. you are more desperate and act in ways that you may not agree with necessarily Mm. because your body just physically wants to fuck. I mean, just like that primal feeling. Yeah. Like she doesn't really like this dude, Mm -hmm. but she is a girl that has hormones and the kiss feels good. Like her lips on this person's lips feel good. And so she's kind of like critical of this person, Lucas. <laughs> um, and she kind of tells us a little bit more about it. She about him. She's like, oh, he was hired to be the band leader and he played electric guitar and he's supposedly really good. But then we get into his age where she's 18 and he is 27. And so she like noticed him looking at her a lot. And she was like, oh, hey, wait, I think he likes me. Um, which I was like, creep. Yeah. Um, and she even says that she, that he, by the third rehearsal day, he started offering her rides home and she started to like him too. Mm-hmm. She felt queasy around him, but uncom- and uncomfortable in a good way, which butterflies. Um, but anyway, he, <laughs> he asked to listen to this Queen album with her. He really loves music. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, listening to music with him on the floor and was actually, like, a little bit repulsed by his mannerisms. Like, he was scooting closer and, like, tucking his hair. He has, like, long hair behind his ear. And she was, like, kind of, like, I want him to kiss me, but I don't know if I want... Like, she said, I don't want know if I want him to kiss me or if I just want to be kissed. And I feel Mm. like that does happen like like I think about people I dated in the past when I wasn't confident and didn't feel like I had options Mm. and my standards were not the standards that I have now Mm -hmm. and it's because I was desperate right it's pure desperation so I related to this one and um anyway she doesn't see him that much on tour but he'll like fly in for a few of the big shows mm-hmm. and he'll say things to her, but it's a little awkward because all the band's there and she's like trying to find ways to not have to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> um, just overall, it's like kind of an interesting situation between them. Yeah. And apparently now the tour is over and she's just back in Nashville to record some new songs. And they, this is where they are in the Hampton suite. So yeah, it's like kind of back. some background. Yes. And then we circle back. Um, so she kind of feels after the kiss that she's relieved to have the first kiss. But she also is realizing like, I don't like him. <laughs> so she's like, I need to end this. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she like realizes that she's wet and that's pretty much it. She's like, that's gross and I need to take a shower. And yeah, because she doesn't really know like because her mom or anybody has not explained like what's happening. Because like how how you were saying, she describes it like as an odd pulse in her vagina and it feels warm. And she literally reaches to feel like the wet, like and her fingers are wet in her pants. And she's like, what the fuck? This is gross. Ew, ew, ew. Like that first experience of like 
you know, and you, you're not really sure what's going on. It's almost like having your period, but like more sexually. <laughs> True. Just <laughs> coming out of my vagina. Right. And you're like scared also a little bit because you're like, what is this normal? Like, is this OK to be happening right now? Like, hello. I'm just like shook that she's 18 and has never felt. Like, I feel like I was a horny-ass teenager, I guess, because yeah. every night I was feeling that feeling. I was so weak. Well, I f- maybe she was just preoccupied with so much other things. And, you know, they say sometimes, like, when you're going through eating disorders, like, your sexual desires and oh. your, like, libido, like, lowers. Oh, so true. Like, she maybe wasn't the way that she needed to be like to get well she had her period yeah i don't know like but maybe it played like some part into why she wasn't as like sexually aroused or yeah and all those types of things and so now that her mom's not there and she's having less of that she can folk like she can tune in more to those like feelings and desires wow that's so real that's at least that's how i interpreted it Hmm. so that's crazy man it is wild all right, moving on to chapter 40. She is walking off a plane, tugging at her shirt, trying to look as thin as possible because this will be the first time she's seen her mom in a few months. And she's like, maybe she won't notice if I keep tugging at my shirt. Like, she'll just, like, you know, be like, oh, hey, Jeanette, like, everything's cool, fine and dandy. <laughs> Which we know her mom. Right. Like, be fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> at this point mm-hmm. and she takes a deep breath she steps on the elevator the escalator and like of course there's a young dad trying to get his daughters take a picture with her and like she's trying to tell him like sure as soon as we get off that he doesn't even let her finish and like immediately like positions the kids to, like take a picture with her which i think is just so like rude, rude. yeah like it and is that thing again of people seeing celebrities and like famous people as props instead of real people (laughs) yeah you're here for me Mm -hmm. like they own you like she was saying right and so she's looking around and she finally sees her mom but uh she's looking very sickly Mm -hmm. she describes it as uh her face is gaunt and sickly her bones protrude from under her her skin she doesn't have any eyebrows or eyelashes she's wearing the turquoise ugg hat that she got it for christmas to cover up the bald head and she's shocked at the sight of her like she doesn't even know what to say to her because she's just like hello yeah and her dad is standing there but he she's like he might as well not be he's like he's her dad at this point is just it's a presence a prop a prop (laughs) (laughs) a prop and she just can't focus on anything and she's like mad a little bit because she's like we talk every day like why didn't you warn me of this of like what was going on with you Mm. but also i mean the flip side of it they talk every day and she didn't warn her the opposite side that's true like why you gotta warn somebody about your weight gain or loss this is true this like is oh true. just so you know i gained 10 pounds like no fuck well that. i don't know maybe i was thinking maybe she was thinking more of the perspective of like because when like seeing someone go through like weight gain and loss like 
yeah but like can't like looking that sickly like maybe she was wanting her mom to be like hey like i've been going through chemo so just like when you see me just know like i'm not gonna have any hair like like a warning like a warning because i think the first time she had chemo she didn't really see her sick like that so this is the first time her really seeing like her own mom sick like kind of that preparation like almost like the preparation they do give little kids before they see like a cancer patient, mm. like a little warning that they're like, Hey, they're not going to look quote unquote, like a normal person. Like she has no, she had no idea what she was about to see. And it's like your mom and it's too. your mom too. So it's a little, even more traumatizing. That is a lot. So Coming I think maybe that that's, escalator. yeah, that's kind of more the warning she was looking for. Okay. Um, and you know they're exchanging hugs and i love yous and of course her mom reacts to but like you like it's a combination like they're both in a combination of shock and horror i know it's really like a mirror situation Mm -hmm. where (laughs) crazy it's wild so weird it's a great great visual though Mm -hmm. uh she's very descriptive and she said she even says she feels sick to her stomach while she waits for her to tell her how ugly she is and how fat she's gotten and like how she's making horrible decisions but they're loading all her stuff in the car and you know they're sitting in traffic and then it comes and she's like net what happened she's and she says she doesn't face me when she asks it she stays looking out the window at the bumper to bumper traffic on the five Damn. you're getting chunky that's so awful like you can't look at me right look me in the eye like say it to my face Mm. like say it with your chest if you're gonna say it if you're gonna say it Mm -hmm. oh but then like she's like i know i'm sorry and she's like we gotta get you on your diet this is getting out of hand and she's like i know kind of like you know like like a child who did something wrong and Mm. she's full of remorse but there's that also that or there's also a piece of her that picks up a little bit of enthusiasm and a little bit of spirit because this is the mom she knows. Like, mm, yeah, and which it's I'm almost like, comforting. It's almost comforting. Like, ah, oh, she's beating me up again with her words. Oh, we're back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I get that too. Yeah. And she's like, this is the mom I know. Yeah, and and, and like, like, like yeah, change would be like, it's already so much change mm-hmm. that like just the semblance of the sameness like it is i mean even though it's fucked yeah it's all fucked. it is nice for her so. yeah it's a nice little experience in that moment yeah well that one was a lot guys how are y'all feeling yeah. i hope you're okay yeah. over there take a deep breath are. take a deep breath <sighs> all, right, all right and back to the shit <laughs> we're on 41 all right oh do you mind scrolling down a little or up i guess oh Oh, yeah this is a hard one (laughs) this is tough okay okay guys um i mean we should have said we're gonna obviously label this as trigger warning Mm -hmm. the whole episode but this one is also trigger warning so we are at a restaurant with nicole hello (laughs) jeanette and the creator um and the creator is basically it starts with him saying come on take a sip 
And Jeanette's like, no, thanks. And he's like, come on. And she's like, I've never had alcohol before. And I'm only 18. Can I get in trouble? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no one's looking, Jeanette. You're fine. And he's also, she's still not sure. And he's really trying to get her to try this. He's saying that the victorious kids get drunk together all the time. And the iCarly kids are like super wholesome. And y'all need to have some more edge. So kind of like peer pressuring her in a way. Mm -hmm. And she even mentions that he always compares them to the iCarly kids. Um, And he thinks that I guess she's like, I guess he thinks it'll make us try harder, which I guess got to love comparison. Right. But then I also pointed out. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I also pointed out when I was reading this, I was like, yeah, the Victoria victorious kids get together and drink. They don't drink with him oh like it'd be different it'd be different if the iCarly's were doing it together like normal kids situation that is way more normal yes right like what you're trying to induce is not cool and not normal and he's her boss i mean there's so many levels to like the wrongness of Mm -hmm. this of the situation right and she says i don't know if drinking is what gives people edge which i was like good for you so mature right (laughs) and he's like sloshing around his cup of whiskey he's like one sip (sighs) she's like okay so she takes the glass and she hates it and she's like i i like it And he's like, don't lie. I hate it when you do that. And she's like, I hate it. And he's like, that's better, Jeanette. Which I'm like, what a weird relationship that he has with his talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, I've pleased him. Mission accomplished. This is my mission. Every time we get dinner is just like to make him happy and make him think that he's really taking me under his wing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, I like being his favorite for now. Um, It feels like I'm doing something right, Mm -hmm. which he is her boss. So makes sense. Um, And he is just kind of like, I guess trying to stroke his own ego and is like, are you excited to have your own show? Even though I feel like he's asked her that and probably, way more times that have been in this book but i feel like he's asked her that already several times Mm -hmm. she's like sure and he's like that's it it was just very much similar to her mom being like everybody wants this and that's pretty much what he does he's like i chose he's like don't thank me or he's like i could give this show to anybody but i gave it to you and she's like, thank you. And he's like, don't thank me. I chose you because you're talented. And it's just like the gymnastics that he's doing to like just like one up her is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do you like the steak? And she's like, it was good. But in her head, she's like, this is two sided. It was great, but it was also terrible mm-hmm. because I ate the whole plate and I she's like on a diet. Mm-hmm. Um but the flavor was great. <laughs> yeah, but she's like disgusted with herself because she ate. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole she thing. ate the Brussels sprouts and the roll and the glazed carrots and the, the potatoes. All of it. <laughs> so it's really um upsetting. Like she's like I feel so full and it's kind of this thing again where she can't control how much she's eating. Mhm. And she goes into saying that she's on a Nutrisystem diet again with her mom. 
um, but we're not, to, they're not together as much. So it's like when she's not with her mom, it's hard for her to bring herself to eat this really disgusting food, mm-hmm. which fair. Fair. Um, and the creator asks, are you okay? Um, and she is just like nodding and saying like, basically, yeah, whatever, like whatever I have to say to like make you happy. And he reaches out and places his hand on her knee and she gets goosebumps immediately. He's like, you're cold. And she's like, I don't think I'm cold because I'm cold. I think you made me feel that coldness with your creepy hands. And he's like, here, take my jacket. So he takes his coat off and he puts it on her back and he starts massaging her back. And he's saying like, you're so tense and he's still talking to her about this damn show like every kid would kill for this opportunity we know this manipulation tactic from her mom Mm -hmm. and he's like you're very lucky jennifer and she's like i know and he's still rubbing her and that's the end of that chapter yeah and even that last line when she's like and i do i do know i'm so lucky it's almost like sarcastically being like yeah i'm so fucking lucky that i get to have this torture not only for my mom but you in this pedophile ass moment of you touching me right now hell yeah i'm so lucky to be in this situation like bruh read the room oh it's very it was it was gross it was really gross um but moving on to to chapter 42 because i feel like i ran away from that chapter after i read it i was like i don't even want to like think about this anymore like it's just awful Mm -hmm. um so Jeanette's moving out she's moving away she's moving on up she's of course got a new manager again and they worked (laughs) out a deal to where nickelodeon pays for her to have an apartment close to the set um and also because her mom can't drive her which also Jeanette doesn't know how to drive because her mom just feels like it'd be too much for her and but now like her mom can't drive her because of her cancer and it's just getting progressively worse Mm -hmm. so she's now moving closer to set like I said and the whole family's like helping her move and her mom's in a wheelchair at this point, which her she, Jeanette's really just sad about because it's like you're knocking at death's door at this point if you need a wheelchair. Yeah. And it's just really upset about the whole thing. But they're moving her into her first solo apartment and she's so excited. It's a fully furnished place, which her mom got it to be fully furnished since Nickel. What is it? Nickel and Dimelodeon is paying the bill. <laughs> And they have it set up to where somebody from her team is going to be taking her to set every day. So she's going to be fine. And so they're getting to the apartment and they're unpacking her stuff. And her mom tells her that she got her a present. And she's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. And her mom's like, I even curled it with a ribbon. And she's just being like really frail and like fragilely talking And it like really gets on Jeanette's nerve because again, it's just like not her mom's, you know, normal status quo. Mm. And she just, she just wants her mom. Yeah. Like talk, Mm. like toxic lovey and like this type of like, you're about to die almost situation. Um, And it turns out to be a DVD of uh, the sting, which is one that her mom loves and she does too, but her mom loves it more. And she's like, I figured, her mom says, I figured we could watch it tonight after you unpack. And Jeanette's like, oh, yeah, sure, that'd be great. 
And her mom's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, and, you know, I was thinking I don't have chemo tomorrow, so I could spend the night, you know, if you want. Jeanette immediately knows what this means. Uh, This is not mom spending the night. This is mom spending every night for the foreseeable future. This is mom moving in. I don't want her to spend the night. But, of course, as she does, Jeanette tells her that she can spend the night. And she continues to spend the night for the next three months. And basically, this is not her first ever solo apartment anymore. This is our apartment. We are roommates. That is so sad. And I was like, she was so close to just a little bit more freedom. I know. She had her, like, day in the sun, and now... Is done. Is back to... I mean, the thing is, I was mad at Jeanette at this point, because I know she doesn't have the necessarily like the skills to be there for herself but because her mom didn't like let her gain those skills Mm -hmm. but at this point she knows immediately what this is and she still is forsaking her own like what she wants Mm -hmm. like I can't even blame her mom because if Jeanette said yeah then like I'm good. You yeah, know? it's like not setting the boundary. Yeah, but it's but it's like you said, it's like she never learned how to set clear boundaries either. So she's just like, she knows she doesn't want this, but she doesn't know how to execute it. Yeah, and it's like she doesn't. It's like you can't grasp that idea when you have like anxiety and depression and like mental illness that like it's as easy as saying no. Mm. Like that first no is like the hardest thing ever yeah or the first time you set that boundary Mm -hmm. it's such a huge event yeah and like you can like work it up in your head to be this huge thing so like true i get it i get it i get it but i see what you're like i get what you're saying too it's like well you said she could but it's also it's like that i don't know it's like that it's it's hard it is hard it's rough but if she what is she 18 now Mm mm-hmm it's about that time. It is about that time. But I feel like even like, because I remember like being in a situation similar to this where like me being 18 didn't mean shit. Me being like technically an adult doesn't mean shit, which honestly in the grand scheme of thing kind of makes sense because I was not an adult at 18. I was adult legally, but like mentally I was not an adult yet. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom like has it like let her become one. So. Yeah. She's like still got her grasp. Like she's still that scared eight year old almost in a sense very true but like mature still but like still can revert back to those like tendencies oh my god and that's very true about like your parent is like you can be so mature around everybody else and then you get around this one person it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a parent even just anybody who you have that toxic bond with Mm -hmm. and they can just bring you right back right right that traumatic kind of relationship and environment I know like this said. is already all over, but I'm like really like I'm I just I want <laughs> I just oh I want her to be okay. Right. And she seems like she's in a really like I feel like everything's kind of coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like something's about to blow up. Yeah, like we're at we're back at the top of the mountain and we're like, all right, what's been happening? Yeah. Um, but really quickly before we go, we did have some story questions that we're gonna go through really quick. Um, and do you want to take one and then I can take the other one? Yeah, that sounds good. 
Okay, so this first one was a poll that if you would like to, you know, contribute to these and be a part of this conversation, hit us up on Instagram. Be sure to watch our stories. Um, yeah. So this first one is, did your parents ever suffer from a long-term mental illness? And we got 40% people saying yes and 60% saying no, which is, is pretty interesting because when I, when I voted, it was like more leaning towards yes than no. Yeah. And I think it was just like long-term illness, period. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be mental. Yeah. Um, and then this was the follow-up question. I'll scroll to the question. Ah, yes. So this next question says, if they did, did you feel pressure to parent them or take care of them? And here are the responses. Okay, so we had a response that said a thousand percent yes, but I felt the pressure to parent them before that too. It just intensified after Mm. the illness came. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Where it's like that, yeah, where it's like, oh fuck, now I have to do it like on maximum overdrive now. Because now that we know. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate with my mom having bipolar. It's like, I feel like I was like reading parenting magazines because I was like, hello. What do I do? Yeah. Help. Yeah. <laughs> How is this to raise my brother? Right. Um, and then the other question that we had was, do you remember your first kiss? And 84% of you said yes. Everybody and, remembers yeah. except me. Yeah. And 60, oh, were you a part of these three votes at 16%? Who does remember? I don't think I voted, but I'm part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm four. I'm number four. I'm so Yeah. I was a part of the yeses. Um, I do remember my first I kiss. I think I must have blacked out. I'm so weak. Like, it, it is one of those moments, like, the first time it happened. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't, like, anything, like, grand happened, I guess. It's just kind of like, eh. It was mid. Mid. Yeah, mid. For sure. Um, But fo- to follow up for this one, if you did participate in this poll and voted, and you want to send us your first kiss story. Oh, we'd love to read. We'd love to read it. Feel free to DM us on all of the socials, or you can email us at shewillread at gmail.com. I'd love to read that because I know I shared my story. We want to know. We want to know. I can give you one story, but I don't want to. Maybe, maybe if other people send their stories, you can we can sneak yours in. Okay, if y'all <laughs> do, I'll do one. Okay, if, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this has been another episode of She Will Read. Thank you, Wellward Baddies, for tuning in. It never goes unnoticed. I'm Alana, and I'm Samra. Bye, y'all. <laughs>